Hey there. Thanks for taking the time. I'm Stacey Nonemaker, and this is a Supporters Toolbox. Even though it was about 20 years ago, I remember the day just like it was yesterday. I was supposed to pick Julie up from work and take her grocery shopping and then get her home for a visit with her brother. Well, Julia worked later than expected, and knowing that there was only a small window of time to do the grocery shopping, I asked her if she wanted to skip shopping that day and schedule a time to go later in the week. I knew Julia was very schedule-driven and saw the panic in her eyes when I suggested we reschedule. I did my best to assure her that she could wait and do grocery shopping on a day that isn't a typical grocery day for her, but in the end, she chose to go. When we got to the grocery store, I told her how much time she had, assisted her to prepare what she needed, and what happened next was, let's say, interesting. Julia moved faster than I ever saw her move. She seemed to have tunnel vision, so much so that as she navigated her shopping cart through the store, I saw her hit a few other carts and bump into people. She was definitely struggling with feeling rushed, and I was watching that unfold from afar. When she got to the cashier, she was flustered and struggled to write her check, and when the cashier offered assistance, Julia swore and said to leave her alone. I knew at that moment that if I inserted myself, it would have made the situation even worse. So I hung back and made sure that things didn't escalate further. Julia finally got to the car and with sweat rolling down her face, she closed her eyes and didn't say a word the entire ride home. Long story short, Julia made a decision. It didn't turn out well and, well, this experience was so stressful for her that In the future, when she needed to change when and how she grocery shopped, she decided to reschedule for another day. The consequences of having a not-so-positive experience was a learning experience for Julia. It informed her future decisions. And this example is so illustrative of our role and considerations of a supporter. It's the balancing of keeping someone safe and protecting their autonomy, and allowing them to learn from and experience consequences. Autonomy is the right to be wrong. A supporter's role is to assist someone to appraise the risk and benefits of their decisions and actions. A natural human experience is to make decisions and sometimes be wrong or choose the wrong thing or engage in behavior that may be risky. As far back as the early 70s, we have been talking about this in our field with people like Robert Persk, an author and disability rights advocate. For years, I have come back to one quote by Robert that I need to read word for word because it is that powerful. Robert says, In denying people exposure to appropriate and reasonable risk commensurate with their functioning, there is an increased risk of a deleterious effect on their dignity, personal development, and perspective of others. When we support others, we often default to a well-intended way to keep someone safe and take care of them. We come from a long line of caregivers, but we need to consider what Robert says, that essentially when we make decisions for people, 
when we use our influence to get people to make choices that we think is a better choice for them, we are not affording them the dignity and respect they deserve. We are not allowing them to grow and gain skills through an experience like Julia had. And we perpetuate the perspective that the person is unable to make choices and be autonomous. Let's face it. Sometimes the choices we make, the risk we take are not positive. They may not have a happy ending. They may end up to be a bad idea. We may make a mistake. We may be wrong. And all of that is okay. And as I've mentioned before, in failing, there is great opportunity. Psychologists and researchers tell us this is so, that that we learn from our mistakes as much as we learn from our successes. Perhaps we learn even more from our mistakes because we learn that and we know what we should not or will not do again or what we would do differently. Catherine Schultz, a journalist and author who just so happened to also win a Pulitzer Prize, wrote a book called Being Wrong. Adventures in the Margin of Error. I listened to her describe her book, and she said that it's actually in failure, in that collapse of our hypothesis or our original thought on something like the outcome we wanted, that the real joy of learning takes place. In supporting someone, you probably are not required to do things that count on you being absolutely perfect or error-free, as would be the case with someone like a surgeon. So there usually is room for a margin of error. There usually is room for people to make the wrong choice, to pick the wrong thing to do. I have always loved this one article that I read when it was written over 20 years ago. And, you know, the language is certainly outdated, but the message is still spot on. It says so right in the title. Balancing the right to habilitation with the right to personal liberties, the rights of people with developmental disabilities to eat too many donuts and take a nap. The author, Diane Bannerman, asserts that we as humans enjoy making simple choices, such as whether to engage in unproductive, harmless activities like binge-watching TV shows, eating too many donuts, taking the afternoon off from work, or taking a nap before dinner. We all face these decisions every day, and sometimes we choose to engage in that unproductive, maybe even unhealthy thing, and sometimes we make a better decision. This is true even more so for the people we support. Even these seemingly small choices are cherished by them too. And we know that when we have choice, we engage more, we perform better, we aren't constantly searching for ways to get out of daily tasks or things we don't want to do, and we can deal better with aversive things because we had a hand in choosing. So let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater and think that the person you support is unable to make good choices where they may be wrong or make mistakes. Instead, let's find ways to assist someone to make the best choice they can and acknowledge that they may fail or be wrong 
or just use that mistake as an opportunity to. Bannerman says we can do that in many basic ways. First, we can teach someone how to make informed choices. Note that I did not say good choices. I said make informed choices. For example, teaching someone that doing something they want to do later may be better. Again, like Julia. Or teaching someone how to weigh pros and cons. Or giving someone all the information they need to make a decision and teaching them to weigh what makes the most sense. All will be so critical and supportive rather than coercive. Important to teaching someone how to make an informed choice is making sure they have ample opportunity to practice, including people making decisions every time they can, or when there are big choices, making the small decisions within those big choices. So during your time supporting someone, get their input as much as possible, even in the smallest ways. Making a sandwich for Lorraine? Ask her if she wants it on a plate or paper towel, or if she wants pretzels or chips with it, or if she wants to eat it in the dining room or at her TV tray. Don't assume. Ask her. Again, even small choices are important. Also, part of your job should be learning the person's preferences and capitalizing on that. What does Lorraine like to do? And how can you use that to teach her to make choices that end in a way she wants? And how can those preferences be part of providing those opportunities for her to practice making decisions and choices? While I didn't know the power of making mistakes 20 years ago when I supported Julia, I see how that experience and those natural consequences shaped her future decision-making. And while we can be supportive to assist people to make good decisions, we also need to acknowledge our role in supporting people when they make the not-so-good ones, too. Again, thanks for taking the time. I know you're busy. Hoping you took one thing away that can make today a better day for the person you support. Bye now.